Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. We are about to do an interview with the one, the only, Taylor L. Cole Longacre. She's going to bring the heat and empower you to communicate more effectively and really get your message across like a powerhouse that you are, okay? So I just want to let you know that she's about to come on and all day long we're interviewing world-changing human beings and we're just getting started. We've already been going for four hours and we got another eight hours to go and I'm fired up to keep up the epic content and this epic, epic creation with these epic human beings. It's, it's phenomenal. So what I'm going to do is do some quick announcements and then we'll read Taylor's intro and bring her on. So make sure you stay tuned. And before I dive into that, just know we're going to have an amazing conversation. So stay all the way through till the end because one of these tips, one of these ideas that Taylor shares today could change everything for you. So make sure you stay, t stay tuned. You are a world changer. Whether you recognize it or not, every thought, every action, every deed makes a difference. So I want to support you however I possibly can. If that's coming on the 12-hour marathon to share your message, let's have a conversation about it. Let's talk about getting your message, your voice, your purpose out to more people and make a bigger impact. I'm here to support you with that. Number two, if you're ready to launch your podcast, if you've been thinking about it, if you're inspired by podcasters like Lewis Howes and Tom Bilyeu and amazing human beings like I was when I first started, before I even started my podcast, uh, then there might be something here that is calling to you to get your message out to the world in a bigger way. And I love helping people launch their podcast. It's a blast. And I love giving you the keys to the kingdom and teaching you what I wish I knew before I started podcasting. So if you're interested in that, you want to find out more, I'll tell you how in a bit. And if there's anything else I can do to support you, let me know. I'm here for you. Let's have a conversation. Shoot me a message or an email. And uh, you can do that, Chris, at BeYourGPS, B-E-Y-O-U-R-G-P-S.com, Chris at BeYourGPS.com, Facebook.com forward slash TH3Burns, and Instagram at I am Millionaire Chris. You can get a hold of me any of those places and just let me know what you're up to, what you're creating, and how I can support you. Next up is the iTunes review of the week, and this week it's by Bulletproof Bowdy. Bulletproof Bowdy says, Chris is contagious. The host has big energy and it's inspiring the way he shows up is impressive and he has a great array of guests thank you thank you thank you thank you bulletproof bowdy <laughs> thank you so much and if you want to give us a review if you want to stay tuned to the show uh, to do that go subscribe subscribe on itunes or stitcher Spotify, wherever you get your music and listen to things, uh, subscribe so you can keep getting all this inspiration and encouragement to help you become your GPS. Thank you in advance for doing that. I look forward to growing on the journey with you. Again, I'm going to introduce Taylor in just a sec here. Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, because I know there's going to be so much gold in this. This woman is brilliant. She has a ton of experience in the industry as well, and we're going to hear all about it. So let's introduce her, and then we'll bring her on the screen. 
Ms. Taylor Cole Longacre has spent more than 14 years leading public relations and marketing for global brands like Hotels.com, ID90 Travel, Sabre, Expedia Group, and Kimberly Clark. She's the travel expert for broadcast TV and the syndicated radio program, Informed Traveler. She's also the host of the business show, The Focus, on Amazon Prime Video. She starred in her first TV show, Street Talk, while in high school and produced and directed her first TV show, Boys Baseball Inc., during her freshman year of college. Taylor earned a bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism, radio and TV, and sociology, and a graduate degree in law and conflict management dispute resolution. Wow from Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas. She's also accredited in public relations, and she's learned the hard way how to prepare organizations, execs, and herself to have difficult conversations in public and in front of the camera. From her experience working with major travel brands as they grappled with 9-11 to handling company layoffs and fallouts, she's identified ways that we can be authentic and on point, no matter what questions or circumstances may come up. Her philosophy is, if you can manage the hard questions with confidence and panache, which I don't even know what that word means, but I've heard it before and it's awesome, you can master the small chit-chat too. Taylor's other role takes her traveling around the globe, where she and her daredevil ninja contending husband, Mike, like to skydive, zipline, compete in obstacle races, and seek high points roller coasters, mountaintops, skyscrapers, and other nail biters. So you can also follow her at Travel with TLC. So Taylor Longacre, we are now live on Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. Are you having the best day ever over there, Superstar? <laughs> I'm having a great day. So you can see I am actually on set in the studio. But I just keep right on working today and then have some time to talk to you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you making the time to talk to us and our audience about presenting yourself well. Well, And I, I think this is the first time I've ever had someone in the studio doing an interview. So I, I love how professional you show up and just live in, live in what you teach. And, and your, your experience with media, your experience with public relations, you're doing amazing things in the world. So thank you for taking the time. And we're going to dive right into the theme of the day, which is unapologetically abundant or authentic. Abundant is good too, but authenticity is what we're talking about today. So unapologetically authentic. What does that mean to you, Taylor? Yeah. So I've been listening along um, during your marathon today, and um, it's been interesting to me the different takes that people have on unapologetically authentic. And, you know, I want to take a step back because a lot of us want to say, yeah, I'm unapologetically authentic. I'm balls to the wall. I'm all out there. <laughs> but before you can get to that place, there's a lot of stuff that a lot of people need to do, right? Yeah. So we aren't all just ready to go and to stand on stage or to be on set like this. Yeah. You know, we're not always there. And so first I want to say is for those who are hearing this and they're like, yeah, I want to be unapologetically authentic, but I'm not yet there, is that absolutely recognize that you have to do, you may need to do some work before you can get to that place, to that platform. And that involves, maybe it involves some healing, some forgiveness, um, some reconciling with people, some letting go of people. And so recognize that that's part of your process. That's part of your journey. Now, for some people, they want to carry people through that and they want to kind of offer that guidance to someone as they're going through it. And that can be really helpful. Others, they have a really hard time doing it. So for me, unapologetically authentic means recognizing where you are in that journey toward becoming your greatest possible self. 
Mm. doesn't start instantly. Sometimes it's all about that journey. Sometimes you're there, you know, Mm. we're not all Tony Robbins, but there is a process. Tony tells in his own testimony that he didn't get there right away. Mm. And he's very transparent about how he got there. So whether we're at that early stage where we're just like, ah, nail biting, I'm not sure I can quite do it, or you're close, or you're at that Tony Robbins, you know, Jim Rohn, one of those, you know, Zig Ziglar, you're at that top level, recognize that. And so Mm. that's what I want to encourage anybody who's out there listening to is recognize where you are in the process. And one great thing you've done, Chris, is you've had some people on here today who are talking about those different stages. And I think Mm -hmm. you're giving us some tools to where people are able to work through those. Well, Taylor, I so appreciate that. And that's, that's what I'm here to do is to provide that environment where people can grow themselves, whatever the desire is, whatever the area of life that they want to focus on. I want to equip them with the connections, the tools, the resources to help them do that. And I also love how you, you respond to, to these questions and it's like just so flowing, so, so beautiful and eloquent. So I really appreciate your mastery in your craft and your communication. And I know that's important to you. So thank you uh, for sharing that as well. Let's dive into specifically what your clients are coming to you for today and what you really stand for. I mentioned a bit about it in your bio, but in your own words, I'd love to hear it. Yes. So as you mentioned with my background, it's broadcast TV. It's also in public relations. And so normally I'm helping executives and brands, um, organizations, I'm helping them come up with what they need to say to best position themselves. Now, lately, I've been doing that with hotels and vacation rentals, tour operators, travel providers for my show, Hotel Hunt. Um, For that show, it's all about bringing out the best of the destination, showing all the Mm. things that you can really enjoy, places you can go, things to eat, adventures to take. It tells about that. And now for my newest show, The Focus, it's also on Amazon Prime, I'm helping businesses, entrepreneurs, visionaries, entertainers, um, young professionals. I'm helping them tell that story. No matter where they are in that journey toward becoming unapologetically authentic, wherever they are in that journey, I'm helping them tell that story through television. So a lot of what I'm passionate about doing and what people come to me for is one, it's for coaching. So I help prepare them to be TV ready. I help talk with them about the types of things that they want to exemplify when they're on camera and also things that they want to share beyond what I'm doing. Maybe they've got New York Times calling them. Maybe they're going to go and do a blog post or they're doing an interview like yours. I help prepare them for that. Um, Also, for businesses who are wanting to get more exposure, We've got international exposure on Amazon Prime Video, plus this company, MPN Global, which is international. And so I'm really helping brands bring people in, showcase their absolute best work, and help educate people on what they do. Wow. I love it. And I hear communicating the soul or the heart or the the core, the mission of whatever company, whatever influencer, entrepreneur, brand, that's important to, to be articulate, to be uh, accurate, to be effective at doing that. And then also to be to be well put together, right? You, we said in your intro, on point and authentic. How do, you, how do you do both? How do you achieve both of those outcomes? And so I really love that we're, we're talking about it already and how you support your clients. And I want to dive into more of that and the how-to and all that great stuff in just a minute. But first, I want to go back into your journey and, and ask, how did you get fascinated with, with journalism and PR and hosting and all these amazing things that you're doing and coaching these organizations to, to show up in their most powerful, greatest possible self? How did the journey begin for you, Taylor? 
Absolutely. So I grew up in a tiny town in Oklahoma and, um, you know, there weren't a lot of people that looked like me in the town and there weren't a lot of people that looked like me on television. And so I grew up walking around and saying, you know, is there a place for me? Because my parents right away said, you know what? You're really articulate and your voice is a lot different than your classmates. You have, you mm. tend to want to speak up. And I'm an only child, so I could yell as loud as I want to. Nobody has <laughs> anything to say to me. So I'm just going to say it loud for myself and the dogs and the cats and the horses and everybody. I was just out there proclaiming whatever I wanted to proclaim. So my grandpa said, he's like, you know what? You'd be great on television. I'd love to see you doing the news. And there was a couple of news anchors back then that were on ESPN and on CBS. And he said, you remind me of them. Mm-hmm. And, but there were only two. There were only two out there that he could point to. And he said, you, that's what I think you should do. And so from a very young age, it was instilled in me that I needed to go into broadcasting. Um, you know, the road to broadcasting, as many know, and now today with so many other ways that people can share their story through social media and podcasting and you know, YouTube, it's much different. But, you know, in the 80s and 90s, it, it was a much different landscape. And so um, a lot of my journey started with just volunteering when there was a camera there and they said, who wants to be on camera? Who wants to tell something? Who wants to hold the camera? I was one of the first mm-hmm. ones to volunteer. In high school, when the Street Talk show came up, I was like, yeah, I'd love to do it. And so it was really a, back then it was more like a talk show for high schoolers. And we were talking about drugs and um, suicide and peer pressure and things that we were going to going through back then. So um, it was a a great experience. And then in college, I had the opportunity to produce the TV show that I mentioned, Boys Baseball Inc. And again, that was where I just raised my hand. Not necessarily a fan of baseball, but it involved a camera. I had my own crew. I could direct. I could produce. I could host. And I'm like, yeah, I want to try it. And so it turned out to be a, a great opportunity for me. So a lot of broadcasting started through that. But with broadcasting, if you really want to grow in the field, if you want, you, you want to be on the Today Show, you don't get there right away. It involves moving. It involves going to different locations, different markets, working your way up. There's always the potential to get cut from that market. Um, so it's not a stable environment. And I knew I didn't want to have to go through that. And so one of my mentors who was just phenomenal told me, I think you need to go into public relations. He said, you can do a lot of the things that you enjoy but you're going to help other brands. You're going to help companies, organizations, nonprofits. You're going to help them be their best self. You're going to help them manage their reputation, protect that mm-hmm. reputation. You're going to be able to tell those stories of really exciting things happening. And so I was able to lead communications during the dot-com boom, during mm-hmm. a lot of the times where the stock market was down, being able to help brands through very difficult situations. And so it really gave me a lot of visibility into how communications works and some of the challenges that companies face. Wow, that's that's incredible. So you found out early on you didn't want to kind of play by the the rules that everyone else is playing by in terms of um, I'm not just going to do the traditional path to media and and like kind of risk the, the shaky foundation and like getting cut from a, a location or a city or whatever else it might be. You wanted to create your own way, kind of blaze your own own trail. And so you said, hey, I'm going to go represent these companies or teach them how to represent themselves effectively in a in a powerfully articulate way, sharing your your greatest gift to empower them to show up the best and and make a bigger impact, grow their companies. 
Yeah, that's right. And you know, it didn't come without struggles though, Chris. I know, I'd love to say that throughout that process, it was super easy and I had these great brands and the CEOs all loved me and it was easy to work with them, but it wasn't. You know, I had hostile takeovers. We had, mm. when I was working for a division of Kimberly Clark, I was a medical products division, that portion of the company shut down. And so I had to migrate into a new part of the organization. I also had to report out and to tell people they were losing their jobs. Same thing happened when I was with part of American Airlines. I had to, in essence, help tell 6,000 people who had been with the company longer than I'd been alive. I had to tell them that they were losing their job and that was their identity. You know, mm -hmm. it's so much of what we do is ingrained in us. It's our passion. Um, these were multi-generations of people that had been working for American and back then AMR Corporation and mm -hmm. Sabre. And so, you know, it was personal to them. And so I learned that when you're communicating, there's a heartfelt piece to it, that you never know what that other person is going through. And so while you can spit out all the messages you want, you can throw things at people, listening's got to be part of it. Also seeking to understand where they're coming from, empathy, and then delivering that right message at the right time. You know, when I talk about communication, it's not just one way, right? It's, it's two way. And what I love about this conversation already with you is you're picking up on a lot of things I'm saying and you're reminding me of what I said because sometimes <laughs> I can just keep talking and I'm like, what did I say earlier? But you are picking up on it. I mean, that's the perfect combination for effective communication. Yeah, it's, it's flow. And I think a, a lot of people today think that social media and getting a message out to the world is just one way. Like, oh, I just got to I got to tell people what I believe in and I got to you know speak to people and have a message. And I think it's important to know what your message is and, and do your best at articulating that. But I think social media mainly is a, it's a dialogue. It's an ability to create a dialogue. It's the ability to ask your audience, your community, your constituents, your clients, your customers, whatever else it might be like how are you and, and to get into their world and to care about what they care about and just really build that relationship have you found that that's the case with the the companies that you've worked with and how you've seen social media grow it is it's been um, a process to get them there because mm. so many companies thought well I'm going to use it I'm going to run contests all the time or we're going to be able to get thousands and thousands and millions of fans and followers that's what we want to do we're going to make money our main objective is how are we making money from Facebook and you know is this another channel for us to bring in new customers and so it's been an educational process because I remember for hotels.com when we got to our first 5,000 fans on Facebook for hotels.com and I mean I believe I knew every single one of them because yeah. we were curating we were trying like everything to keep them engaged and to provide great content for them and to learn what they were looking for to see if they were part of our community of travelers you know, so we were really trying to do what we could to bring them in. You know, same thing with some of the other brands that I've worked with that were startups. You know, we really cared about that. And so now it's, it's changed a bit in that, you know, it's a dialogue, right? I mean, they want to know what the personality is of the brand or the CEO or the spokesperson or the influencers that you're working with. It's not simply saying, I'm going to like this page because it's mm -hmm. a great company. But instead, what do you stand for? And how can I work with you? And are you out there in my local community? And can I relate to you? So brands have to be more transparent and offer a visibility into who they are.
Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think in the past it was okay if it was like more, um, disconnected, more cold, more business-like, just a, a, a business shell. Like what is, what is a computer? You know, it's like really, it's really mechanical. And I think today it has to be, it has to be emotional. It has to be people. Like it's almost like we have to see people inside the business and how are people showing up? How do they, how do they operate? What's their paradigm? How is this person and how they're showing up in this social media post, how is that in alignment with this company's mission and their purpose and what they believe in? And I think social media is one of those ways where like you either get it really right and you're able to say, this is how we express what we believe in, or you, some, some companies just go after the money, you know, and they, they end up maybe winning today, maybe having some short-term gains today, gains today, but in the long run, they're not as effective at really communicating their message and the soul and ultimately they go out of business because people today really, in my opinion, the millennials, especially they buy into causes and things that they believe in. Yes. And, you know, and to that point, and I think it was something that someone said earlier on the show was that, you know, when personal brands are out there, especially entrepreneurs and sole proprietors, when you're out there and you're presenting yourself, people want to get to know who you are. And we can put all the lights, and I've, I've got great lighting here, and I've got my microphone and sound. <laughs> Didn't have my makeup artist come in today, but, you know, I have the ability to turn it into any kind of picture I want to make it. Yeah. And we, we have to speak to the reality of the situation. We mm -hmm. really need to speak to, you know, what is going on at the brand um, for the influencer, which, you know, I don't really like that term, and many of us don't. But for the person who's presenting themselves, mm -hmm. you know, really speak to who you are. Um, that authenticity is imperative today. One, because people can go find out most anything they want to about you. And two, because we really like people who have that ability to connect with us and to relate. And that goes back to that journey I was talking about in the beginning. When you can find, when you can build rapport and resonate with someone and I can say, wait a minute, you know, she's from Oklahoma. I can relate to that. Or she had some struggles in deciding what she wanted to do once she got out of college. I can relate to that. When people start to be able to acclimate to some things that we, that I do or that you do, then that helps to build that connection. And that's where great relationships can begin. Mm, I love it. I love it. So we started with the foundation that it's a two-way uh, dialogue, so to speak, two-way street communication. Now for the people who want to clarify their message and make their communication more powerful, more clear, more concise, what would you recommend starting around that? And if you want to dive into how to, how to craft like a, a, an elevator pitch, how we should really approach that, wherever you think we, should, we need to go today as people who have messages to share, causes that we champion, and we want to communicate effectively. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it all comes back to your personal branding and being able to articulate it. And I can't tell you how many C-level executives, business professionals, people who are at the top of their game, but you say, so, hey, what do you do? Well, um, um, they, they can't pull it together. <laughs> people have a hard time or they want to describe it in the terms of a title. I'm mm. CEO of thus and so, and I've been CEO for 20 years. Yeah, but what do you do? What, what exactly do you do? You're the head of the company, but do you sit back and accept the check? Do you, what, what is it that, that is in your world? What, what do you do every day? And so, um, or what's your passion? So, you know, I talk to a lot of people who tell me they are on their way up. They are in a role right now, but that's not where they want to be. Mm -hmm. And so I talk with people about speaking to your aspiration. 
So, you know, what that looks like is you might describe what you're currently doing, but say, but my passion is X, Y, Z. And if only I could do that, or I'm looking for that opportunity to be able to do that. And when I do, this is what I want to do to make a difference. So the elevator pitch starts as basic as, you know, what's your name? What's your company? Um, For people who, let's just take something basic. For people who are looking for fresh, organically grown vegetables, I'm a sustainable grower and I'm in the Midwest. Okay. So you simply describe what it is you do, but with a benefit statement. You know, again, a lot of times I have someone say, yeah, I work for Acme Brick and we do this and so. Yeah. But who do you serve? Who is that customer and who is that clientele? And one of the reasons that's important is because I think every time I'm talking with someone, I'm hoping that whether they can work with me or not, they can think of somebody else who could. And so when I start talking about the type of person that I work with or the type of organization, then maybe that sparks an idea for them and they can refer me to somebody else. When you have that clarity of who the person is, right? This perfect person who's who's like, you know, struggling to get the nutrients and the nutrition that they need. And, you know, I'm here providing that organic benefit, those, those organic, uh, you know, fruits and vegetables for them. Like when you paint that picture, it really, it has someone searching through their mind, the files in their mind saying, Hmm, who who matches up with that? And the more articulate and the more effective you are at describing who that one person is who would really need these the, these skills or these services or your professional, whatever it might be, anybody's, um, the more effective you are at that, the faster that they will find a match. And, and you make it easier for people. You want to make it easy for people to refer business to you, to connect you with people who can help you uh, make that dream a reality. Absolutely. And, you know, my husband was on just a bit ago, Dr. Mike, and, you know, he's all about helping people. Mm. Well, really, he's in a field, he can help anybody. Everybody needs to get healthier. Everybody needs to, you know, have better blood flow and energy and exercise and get the right nutrition in. But for some of us, our roles can't necessarily help everyone, but I bet you anything, they know somebody that we could help or that we could partner with in order to make a difference. And so, you know, I think it's really important. So yeah, we go back to company, we go back to their name, their company, um, the types of organizations or people or individuals that you can help. And then what is your unique selling proposition? What is that USP that makes a difference? And so Um, It's all about your differentiator. So, you know, for you, you've got the 12 hour marathon. You help educate people on how to create podcasts. You help empower people to speak and you give them platforms. And so, you know, being able to say, wait a minute, I know somebody who would love to meet Chris Burns. Ready, set, I'm going to pass on that (laughs) referral. So I want to know who those people are. I want to already have that idea. And so that's where I want to know what that differentiator is. And so we all need to be prepared with that. And then give them a call to action, you know, mm-hmm. tell them how to reach you, tell them what, what can they find next about you? Where could they see your work? Or, you know, I'm hosting a seminar in November. Be sure to come check it out. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, give them some reason to reconnect with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious on, uh, let's say your, your hotel, um, show that you have on Amazon prime or focus, what are your call to actions there? Okay. For hotel hunt. It is that we want people to get out and travel. What's Mm -hmm. the number one or maybe number two thing that people say when they so-called are ready to retire or when they're going to hang it up and truly relax 
it's travel. travel. That's the one thing that people say they want more money and time to do. It's travel. And so what I love about that show is that we take people to all these gorgeous, beautiful destinations and places mm -hmm. to stay. And so the call to action is really to those tour operators, the hoteliers, vacation rentals, all those places that have great content to show. And we want to bring the world to them. So that's a lot of my call to action. And then for consumers, really anybody, if you want to experience Curacao or how about camel riding in Dubai or going to Israel and walking through the Holy Land, I want to bring those places to you and not only bring them to you because you can get a book, you can go online, and look for pictures. But what I'm telling you is great stories about the people that work there, about a lady that had been employed at a hotel in Curacao for 35 years. And then her daughter started working there well, like you've never seen. And they're iconic. When you go to that hotel, every time you're there, you've got to meet one of the family members because they can tell you stories of kings and princesses staying there. They can tell you stories of when the place burned down and it was rebuilt. You know, they've got some really interesting things that they can share with you about how that property has progressed to where it is today. That's incredible. I love it. It's like really you're bringing the people alive. It's going back to the to the brands and the places. It's like you can show the images all you want, but we can find that on on the internet. We can do a Google search, but it's like making it come alive for people, what it will be like, and having the people who live there share their culture, share their daily life and their experience so that you kind of get sucked into this this world, this beautiful, wonderful world. I love that. Yes. And for the focus, the call to action, that's my business show on visionaries, entrepreneurs, entertainers. For that show, the call to action is really for anyone who is in that similar situation, uh, whether it's you and growing your business or it's Dr. Mike or Amber, someone else who's out there who's really trying to make it. You know, I think they can relate to most anyone who I've interviewed, whether it's um, you know, an entrepreneur, a CEO who's on his third company and he's talking about making the decision of when to let go of that old company and move forward into a new one. Or it's somebody who worked hard and saved and saved and had garage sales in order to get enough money together to just get a storefront to be able mm -hmm. to go out and market their products. And so, you know, I think what I love about that is I've got great stories from visionaries and it really just tells about their struggles and how they got to where they are. And it also tells that they're not there yet. They're still continuing to press forward and to look for that next opportunity. That's, that's amazing. Um, what would you say in today's day and age to, to be more effective at media, to create effective platforms, what's important to, cause like you, you have these Amazon prime shows and you have the, these distribution channels. Uh, how do people start building themselves up to that level from, let's say, just going live on Facebook and, and empowering and educating their audience? Yes. You know, I think a lot of people want to come up and get 100,000 fans and followers. They want that big number. They feel like that's when they make it. Frankly, I'd rather have a thousand loyal followers, people mm -hmm. that I know I'm connecting with, that I'm reaching, that will go and watch the show, that will share, that will engage with me, that'll give me that feedback on how I'm doing. Um, I'd rather have them than the millions, really, who aren't that connected. So, you know, I think first start small really start to curate and to build content with that tribe or that group or that's that smaller group that you can start to build a rapport with from there continue to grow push yourself you know i've already shot i think 20 episodes of the focus and i've got 31 episodes of hotel hunt so there's a lot of content out there we've been doing a lot of work but on the other hand 
you know, there, there's still more stories to tell. So how can I push myself? What's the next level of the story that I could tell? You know, does it mean that I go to the five-star hotel? Maybe not. Maybe I start going to some, you know, some of the hostels or go to some places that are less glamorous and mm. spend some time there where I can get that good information. So it's also pushing yourself. So recognizing, you know, who your audience is, who do you really want to go after? How can you maintain that audience and continue to work with them? And then what's that next level you're going to take? Always be thinking of what's that next variation of the story? What else am I going to go out there and share? Um, you know, it doesn't always start with Amazon Prime TV. You know, we had distribution that was on this network called Ion. And it's those channels, sometimes on TVs, back in the day, you turn to the B channels or you go way, way down in the numbers and they'd be there or it's on cable and you're looking and it's like four digits. And then that's where you find it. Well, that's where we started, but I still was able to reach people. And I had people say, you know, it's, it's Saturday afternoon and my kids are watching Veggie Tales and right after Veggie Tales was Hotel Hunt. That's great. You know, so you got to find a place to start. What would you say it is about yourself or what characteristics, qualities, personality have you developed in yourself uh, to be authentic and to have yourself show up as, as someone who people want to connect with? They want you, you cultivate, you're the type of person who cultivates those thousand plus loyal uh, raving fans and people who want to support you and share you. How would you say you've developed yourself in that aspect, Taylor? Wow. Now that's been hard because I, I, would call myself a person that can speak. Yep, I can talk, I can talk, I can talk. But what I wasn't doing was getting that two-way down pat. Mm. You know, you can, you can put me on, on a, a pedestal or on a stoop or a stage, whatever, and I can talk, that's fine. But what I wasn't doing effectively was really listening to people and responding. Mm. And so that's one thing I've really had to learn to do more of is recognize what, the, what people are wanting and try to craft my communications to fit that so that I can help inform them. Um, so, you know, a lot of what I talk with people about is asking questions. Every year I do the one word challenge and yes. my word for this year is quest. Now, when I got that word, I thought it meant, yes, quest. I'm going to go higher and higher and I'm reaching the peaks and all that. No, really, it was question. question. And it was me asking more questions. And... I put it on my vision board in January and I was telling my friend Barbie about it. And would you not guess that right away, February, I got asked to host another TV show. And I'm like, the first thing the executive producer said to me is, what questions are you going to ask? I don't know. What are you <laughs> going to start talking to people about? I don't know. And so it challenged me to start asking more questions. So it's not just me speaking. I don't say a whole lot. My guests say a lot. Similar to you, you know, you're asking me questions, right? And so it's a lot about that. So learning um, the right questions to ask, I think that's key. And I think it's how we build rapport with people. I talk with people who say they're very uncomfortable being in crowds or going to networking meetings. And they don't know what to say. First tip I give them, you know, have your elevator speech ready. But the second tip is think of some questions you can ask people besides, hey, how are you doing today? Yeah. How's the weather today? Come here often? No. Think of some things that you can ask people so that you can learn more about them and you can create a dialogue. Start to build that level of rapport with people. It's beautiful. And I also want to dive into how do you 
how do you ask questions or uh, create a two-way dialogue when you're speaking on stage and there's an audience of, let's say, a couple hundred people? How, how do you create that two-way communication in that aspect where you can't necessarily call out to people in the audience and ask them questions like, hey, what questions do you have for me? Is there anything, any tips you can give us around that? Yeah, the most basic one is show of hands. Who does this? Mm. Who likes this? Or I went to a presentation last week and the guy was so effective. He said, and we're in Texas. So he said, everybody stand up if you like barbecue. <laughs> Half the room stood up. I'm vegetarian now, so I didn't stand up, but I, I did like me some barbecue. And so stand up if you like barbecue. Um, and then he continued to work through the crowd with other questions like, okay, mm. what about you know, who, who likes brisket or who likes horseback riding? He just continued to quell through the crowd and mm -hmm. where he could connect with people there. The other thing that I do is, since everybody's got their cell phones out anyway, mm -hmm. I ask them to participate with me. So okay. I gave one of the keynote speeches for an organization, and I was talking about some travel adventures I had done through the Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. And we took a helicopter ride through the Grand Canyon. And so um, I knew the photos that I had were on Instagram. So I just asked everybody to pick out, get their phone out and go to my Instagram handle and find the pictures. That's and amazing. we talk about them. And so right away, one, I got them to go to my Instagram. <laughs> Two, I got them engaged and looking at it. And then as I described it, we were all seeing those pictures together. Didn't have to have slides behind me or anything. They were engaged and they were working through those photos and we were experiencing the Grand Canyon at the same time. Wow, that's amazing. I, I think your your medium is taking people around the world traveling in this specific show, right? And it's like on your Instagram, they get to really live the service and the value that you provide for people in the moment. And I think for anyone who's listening right now, ask yourself, what are the services that you provide and how can you demonstrate that live? How can you give people access to your culture, what it's like for you at work or to you know demonstrate your product and get their hands on it and start using it or go download the checklist. You know, Everyone pull out your, your cell phone and put in, go to this website and put in your email. You'll get this awesome resource or this checklist or this thing that can help you solve your problem depending on the audience. So it's really knowing what do people want and then giving them the next step and in a live audience, what better way to say, hey, here's where you can stay connected with me. Let's do this right now while I have this platform, while I have your attention, while I have the ability to kind of hold you accountable and, you know, like help you take that next step. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love getting people engaged. And that, yeah. that's the other piece to effective communication is, mm. you know, what is it? 80% is visual and audible. So, don't only rely on your words, rely on the other tools, the other pieces that you have at your disposal. If you can show somebody a cool picture, then why not do that? If you can, so Dr. Mike was on just a little bit ago and he wears bright orange, but it's mm. got his brand on it. So yeah. every time you see him or in photos or on his Instagram, more than likely he's going to have that orange shirt on. But right there, he's creating a conversation piece. He's created something that's going to draw people in to want to talk with him. What is this big orange shirt you're wearing? What does this mean? And then he's created dialogue by that visual. That's awesome. Um, one of the other things that you are amazing at is helping people with tough uh, tough issues, tough things that happen in their life, in their company. What do we need to know when there's a disaster, an emergency, something like that? And we have to we have to show up and and clean it up. What would you recommend to uh, you know the service providers and leaders of companies? 
who are going through something like that or to help them prepare if anything like that were to happen in the future. Yes, absolutely. And right along the lines with your theme, Chris, of unapologetically authentic, mm-hmm. when this is a horrific situation, then call it what it is. There is no time to sugarcoat it or to pre- pretend that you know something that's happening, a bombing or you know an explosion. Or, there's all sorts of horrible things that I've had to write communications for. But acknowledge the the problem as it is. Also, show empathy for the people that are impacted because I guarantee if that disaster involved one of your loved ones, your your way you react and the way you talk about it is entirely different than if you're completely disconnected from it. So mm-hmm. put yourself in the situation of the people that are on the ground that are dealing with it. And the other is you know, start talking about what you're going to do. How are you going to change this? How are you going to make a difference? How are you getting people on the ground? Have you called the American Red Cross? Whatever it is, talk about what you're going to do and then help people who need to get some support. Um, Provide a resource. If you can't do it, if you don't have the outplacement service or you don't have the medical team available or the counseling, talk about who does. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, acknowledge the situation, empathy for people who are involved, Um, also talk about what's really happening and then help people get the support that they need and make Mm. yourself available. It's powerful. And I I think that what came to my mind is really just owning it, you know, owning that you made a mistake or something happened. And I also love how you said, if, even if you're not the person who has the solution, direct people to where it is. And I also thought like something that just brand people with a brand, uh, service providers, visionaries, coaches, people creating content online, you can distinguish yourself powerfully in the marketplace by saying, hey, I'm not the person who provides this service. It doesn't have to be an emergency, but you just say, I'm not the person who does this, but I do know someone who does. Go talk to them. And it's really being authentic with what is your genius zone and educate people. Hey, I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not that. But when you need this, I'm your man. I'm your woman. I'm, I'm the service provider to go to. And I, I think that's really cool. Absolutely. And someone earlier said, um, acknowledge when you're not the expert in the area. Acknowledge Mm -hmm. that you don't necessarily have all the answers, but that you will connect them with someone who does. The other piece in that is, um, you know, as, as individual entrepreneurs, as authors, teachers, writers, people who don't necessarily have a big organization behind us, Mm -hmm. when we're asked those difficult questions, you want to do the same thing. Your website goes down or you've Mm -hmm. got technical difficulties or you're backordered on product and everybody's interested in it. I mean, that's one of the things I tell people when they're on my show. I'm like, you know, you're a small business. You want to be on my show? Get ready because it's international exposure. Make sure you can accept those orders. So that's a bad problem to have or good problem to have. And so when people realize that, you know, I can't meet my demands on orders or I can't deliver all of these products or I can't be up 24 hours counseling people because I only have so many hours in the day. So recognizing when you've hit your limits and be transparent about it with people. Um, so a lot of times those, those disasters may not hit someone who's a small business owner in the same way as a major corporation like an Exxon or something. But for those small business owners, you still need to be prepared for what would be that worst case scenario that you might go through. What are the things that we don't want to have happen? And go ahead and think through how you would respond if it did. Hmm. That's powerful. And this is, I think, 
segueing perfectly into a conversation about getting more uh, positive, hopefully, <laughs> uh, attention and media and press. And I know you're amazing at doing that and supporting people with that. For the visionaries and leaders and entrepreneurs who are tuning into this right now, uh, what would you recommend to help them be attractive to media and how can they get their message out if they they have a great product they have a great service they have something really to offer to the world and not enough people know about them and they want to get that message out what would you recommend to those people absolutely now today you've got so many options to tell the story yourself right you can do facebook live you can go on youtube you can do igtv mm -hmm. um, but some really do need that national international press coverage from today's show cbs or you know CNN, ESPN, whatever it is, you need Fox News, you need that level of press coverage. And so you've got to have an angle. You really do. I mean, it's harder and harder to cut through. Sometimes, you know, you might have that niche organization, niche product or service that is just going to change the world and you need to get it out there. And so really start crafting your message. And I strongly believe in talking points, start getting those messages down on what are the services you provide, who does it benefit? Um, what's the next level? What's it on the horizon for your company? Um, mm. What expertise do you have? What data do you have available? Start working through that and read articles where there's businesses similar to yours and how did they get coverage? Who's that reporter that covered that story? And mm. build a report with them. Now you can follow them on Twitter and Instagram and you can send them a message and say, hey, I've got a great story for you. You can do that. You can reach out to them and those guys want that information. So that's one piece. The other is partnerships. I highly recommend partnering and working with someone where you can tell your stories together. So mm. remember back at the elevator speech, I said, talk about who you benefit. Talk about the consumer that you can help or the organization or the charity or who would be a customer for your services. So partner with somebody and help them tell their story on how your product has benefited them or how it could. And so mm. when you bring that piece together, that's much more powerful than you chest pounding and saying, hey, you've got to buy my tomatoes. Instead, when you talk about the consumer who benefits from it, the health disease, the problems that you solve with those, then you're able to get that story through often more quickly. Yeah, that's beautiful. And you mentioned again uh, a point about what your company is excited about and up to in the future, you know, like what you're excited about that's coming down the pipeline, so to speak. And I know in the beginning of the interview, you also mentioned to, to speak about your aspirations. Tell us a little bit more about that, about being clear on your vision and speaking it into existence, asking for support, being clear on that. What, what do we need to know about that? Yeah. You know, what I loved about your visualization this morning, Chris, is that you you said, you know, where do you want to be in, in a week? Where do you want to be in a month? Where do you want to be in three months? I mean, that was so effective and powerful and helpful. But I don't think a lot of uh, organizations do that. Maybe if you've got a board of directors that are following mm -hmm. you, they're asking for that or you're publicly traded. But, but often entrepreneurs are not doing that. They're not mm -hmm. really thinking, where do I want my business to be? And setting a timeline and some milestones to go along with it. It's one thing to set that vision board and say, you know what, Mike and I want all new cookware by the end of the year. Mm. But what is our plan to get there? Have we even shopped for the styles that we want? Do we even know what pieces are most important? Have we figured out by when? Have we set a budget for it? It's that building a plan. And mm. so you start to visualize where you want your business to be. And I love what you said about 2020. In June of 2020, is my set going to look like this? you know, is my, is my group going to look like this? Are my number of fans and followers going to be the same or where do I want to be? So you have to visualize it for yourself. 
You really have to believe it. And for those people who are part of your close-knit team, share that vision with them. Without vision, people will perish. So you want to be certain that they are moving in that direction with you. If you're reliant or depend on somebody to help you get there, make sure they're part of that. And you guys are arm in arm and you're moving forward. Um, and then the other part of it is, is, you know, be realistic about what that timeline might be. Mm. Don't beat yourself up, mm. but also keep pushing yourself forward. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's important to have that, that plan. And the more you have that, the more confident you can be, the more like you can say, hey, here are the resources that I need. Here are the, here's the team members that I need to bring on. Otherwise, without that clarity, people are just wandering around, you know, hoping that their business grows, hoping, hoping that they make a bigger impact in the world. Right. And, you know, for some companies, they can't tell what that future vision will be because right. of, you know, financial reasons. They can't give forward looking statements. And that's right. another thing that I would guide people on. But for small businesses, yeah, we can talk about it. We're moving into this new market. My brand's going to be in Canada in a few weeks. Let's go. You know, I'm taking it to Argentina and this is what we're going to do. I'm going to have a bilingual website and you're going to be able to chat with my agents in English and Spanish and Portuguese, whatever that is, get people excited about it so that mm. they're the first ones that are coming in. Mm. And not only do you get them excited, but ask them to sign up. So the minute that it happens, they're the first to know. You mm. want that captive audience, the people who really want that service from you, they want to participate in your growth, mm. get them on the list and be sure to tell them right away when it happens. Mm. I love it. I love it. Taylor, this is gold. This is so much fun. So many great, uh, communication tips to prepare ourselves to be more effective with communicating what our brands stand for and who we are and to bring in that personal aspect to it as well. I think that's something I really love about how you've shown up in this conversation is it's not just about the thing, it's about the people. It's about um, celebrating those those milestones, those little victories along the way uh, and, and keeping people included in that because the more people are plugged in, and aware of what's going on. It's like the more you build that story. Uh, tell us a little bit more about storytelling and how that's been important for you and, and the people that you've worked with. Yeah. When I first started the focus, I didn't have a lot of examples, but I knew the types of people I wanted to interview early on. And so when I was trying to attract other businesses to be part of the show and to partner with me and to support it, um, I had one that I had invested in, one guest. That guest um, is the youngest entrepreneur in the state of Texas with Down syndrome, and his name is Blake. Um, he has been so instrumental to me in a fr friendship and his, working with his mom on telling his story and learning about him. And I've known him for a long time. I met his mom through church. But Blake is one of those people that um, he can't speak a lot. You know, he maybe will say a few words, but because of Down syndrome, he's not one of those communicators who's out there. But what he does is he smiles and he engages and he communicates with his mom about things that he's disappointed about or things he's excited about. So what Blake stands for, he's he is inspiration for all of us as entrepreneurs and visionaries on what's possible. The interesting thing about Blake is that when he graduated high school, he had no place to go, nothing to do. Of course, he could go home with his mom, but his parents both worked and he didn't have any place to work. So his mom started looking into franchises that maybe would employ him and super expensive to do. But they knew that Blake liked snow cones. And so they opened a snow cone shack. And so that gave Blake the opportunity to run his own business, 
to be able to employ some people, to get out, to reach the community, and to make a difference. And so he opened Lake Snow Shack a few years ago. Since then, he's rung the opening bell at the New York Stock Exchange. He started his own um, scholarship fund. He's done charity walks. And on top of that, he's petitioned for legislation for fair pay for um, Texans and at the federal level. And just uh, two weeks ago, he managed to work with legislatures in Austin and got legislation passed that people with disabilities can get fair pay for the work that they provide. And this has been an injustice since the 1800s that it's legislated that people with disabilities couldn't, would not be paid the fair minimum wage. They would be paid really pennies on the dollar for the work that they provided. And so Blake and his mom saw an injustice in that and they stood out for it. So my whole point in that is that that's the story I told. When I was asking people to be part of my show, I told Blake's story. I told about, I want to build a platform that people like this, that he's CEO of his company, but he's not a billionaire or anything, but he's got a story that the world needs to know about. And I want to be able to tell that. I want to be able to help him reach more people with his inspirational message. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to encourage others who might be facing difficulties as they're working through their business, their business proposition, their value plan, all of that, help them get to that next level. I love this. Taylor, that is incredible. I love this story. And, uh, you know, I asked you about storytelling and you give us a story. <laughs> so perfect. Mm-hmm. And how you use that to be able to enroll people in what's possible to be be able to enroll people in an idea, in a vision, in a show, in something being born. And I think that's the the best founders and CEOs and people of companies. They're able to paint a picture and and share a story, share about someone usually who whose life is massively massively transformed because of their product, because of their service, because of their cause that they are championing and the value that they add to the world. So I love how you did that. It's beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So this is such an incredible conversation and I want to empower our audience to take the next steps with you, to have a conversation, whether it's about um, you know PR, getting their message out, communicating more effectively, or if they just want to learn about your shows and continue their journey like that, uh, how can they stay connected with you, Taylor? What are their next steps? Absolutely. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Travel with TLC. That's at Travel with TLC. Um, connect with me on Facebook. I'd love to get to know more about you. I also have a Facebook page for Hotel Hunt TV. So it's Hotel Hunt TV on Facebook. Um, the other way is to go to Amazon Prime. So many of us are Amazon Prime subscribers. Yeah. Go to Amazon Prime. Just put in the search box, The Focus. So look for that show, The Focus. Also look for Hotel Hunt. And you'll see that we've got probably 20 episodes of Hotel Hunt that are on there now with another dozen more to come. Lots more great stories coming for the focus. And who knows, I'll probably be launching a new show in the next few months. So lots of things going on there. And then they can always go to my other website, hotelhunttv.com and see some of the behind the scenes footage and outtakes and things that have happened through my journey of traveling with my co-host, Rebecca. So incredible, Taylor. So everyone, just to recap, you have a lot of different options to take that next step. So many great ones. 
Find her on Instagram. Taylor's on Instagram at Travel with TLC and her website, hotelhunttv.com. You can get that uh, backstage access. Uh, the, the, I don't want to say the bloopers, but there might be some bloopers there, outtakes, things like that, <laughs> fun stuff. <laughs> and uh, you can also get her shows, The Focus on Amazon Prime TV or Amazon Prime, and then also uh, Hotel Hunt as well. And Taylor, this has been an absolute blast. And at this point, we're going to go into the minute to win it. And you're going to share a heartfelt message for someone out there who's who's needing some encouragement, needing some empowerment, and to really remember who they are. So give it to them, Taylor. Absolutely. Okay. So keeping true to Chris Burns' recommendation that we talk about being unapologetically authentic, first off, recognize where you are in that journey. Again, if you're not at that place where you're ready to be balls to the wall or just all out there, then recognize where you are in that journey. If there's some healing or something that needs to happen, get the help that you need so that you can be your best possible self. Next is, before my feet hit the ground every morning, I pray and I pray over my day and what I'm going to do and Mike and you know just every situation, everybody I'm going to encounter. I really think through and pray about, okay, Lord, what is it that you want to show me in this day? How can I make a difference? Prepare yourself first thing in the morning. Don't just jump up blindly and say, hey, I'm out here. No, get yourself prepared. Take some deep breaths, assess the situation, and get yourself empowered and ready to face whatever may be coming your way. The next part is, everybody, take out your phone after this podcast. Take out your phone. Once you go to the audio section of your phone and record your elevator speech. Record your elevator speech. Tell me who you are. Tell me what your company is. Who do you benefit Who do you want to work with? What product and service do you offer that's different from anybody else? What is that extra, extra something, something you put on it that makes a difference? And how can people connect and get in touch with you? Record that. Play it back. Hear how you sound. Get some feedback from somebody so that you know a little bit more about it. it, Did it resonate with them? Could your grandma understand what you're talking about? Can your little cousin understand? Play it back and get some feedback from someone. And then probably the last thing is present yourself the absolute best that you can. You may not have a lot of money for a huge wardrobe, but wear your favorite colors. Wear your absolute best that you feel confident in. Do the best you can on how you look and how you present yourself every single day. And then you're going to be in it to win it. In it to win it. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Taylor, you're a shining star. I appreciate you so much. And just all the the love that you're sharing in the world, this love for people and their communication. Like you, you love people and seeing them shine, seeing them deliver their communications and their heart and their purpose and their mission effectively. And I appreciate you being here and educating us how we can do that even more effectively, get our message out, impact the world and make it a better place. And you're totally just living living love. It's awesome. I can, I can feel it. I can feel how much you care about people and their causes. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for this opportunity. And gosh, everybody who has a chance to do this interview with you, we're so blessed. And thank you to everybody who's been watching. You know, it, it means a lot and you're making a difference, Chris. Great job. This bump to you. Love it. <laughs> love it, Taylor. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Okay. Okay. From the bottom of my heart, Thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. 
Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>